This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from 11 to 1. Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Here is Libby Snymer. Welcome back. I am here with one of our trusted contributors, Ritesh Patel from the Ontario Association of Optometrists. Hi, Ritesh. Hello. Thanks for having me. Hi. You're just back from Mexico. Well, you know, the tan is, is for me, it's ongoing year-round, <laughs> you know, but, uh, but uh, it, was a, it was a wonderful trip. Well, I, I hope that you're rested, and we are going to talk today about what to look for and what to consider when you're shopping for glasses. Oh, what a fun topic! I, I so I I love this side of of my practice specifically, and uh, as an optometrist, you know you're always trying to, of course, not only manage the diseases and all the conditions that we see on a day to day basis. Of course, things like prescriptions, but you know when when you're you know as on top of the prescription as much as you want, at the end of the day, the person has to be able to see through what you're trying well, to do. Right? It's not just that. I mean, uh, people, you can't see Ritesh, but he is a very cool looking guy. He's <laughs> dressed very fashionably. And his glasses are also fashionable. And, um, you know, as Zoomers, especially in the workforce, you know, honestly, there is nothing or very few things that will date you and make you look like you're not current as much as having glasses that that look like they were from you know 1982 you know and sometimes that comes back right so (laughs) they they have recently they have actually yeah you held out for 30 years but it's paying off now you know but (laughs) but the funny thing is you know like the reality would be is your your face obviously is one of the things people see first right at the end of the day um and you know i i had this conversation with people throughout the day it's like you have more than one pair of shoes right Right. But sometimes we get stuck with one pair of glasses and that's, you know, your face day in, day out, dressing it up, dressing it down. You may have a dress on, you may have like whatever you may have on, but, you know, having that one pair of glasses is sometimes is a bit limiting. Right. Yeah. So having more than one pair of shoes, similar thing here, having one, one, uh, more than one, uh, one look for your face is always something to consider. But, you know, really when we're looking at uh, what to look for when we're, when we're looking for eyewear, uh, I look for a number of different things. Right. I mean, right. if we're talking about some of the technical things, you know, how I always like to feel it on my face what does it feel like in my hands what does it look like on my face how does that that color that we're looking at there uh, work to your skin tone you know we have uh, you know when you're looking at different colors that color may look amazing on one person and obviously someone with lighter darker skin tones it'll look completely different right uh, nowadays a lot of contrast is one of those things that we're looking for in terms of skin tone so if you have a lighter skin tone sometimes going with a little bit of a darker uh, darker look can, uh, can help out there too uh, and sizing is always a, obviously a crucial thing and what we're looking for there is making sure that depending on your prescription, is it going to function for what you want it to be able to function for? That, that's right. I mean, if you have maybe some of those transitions and you want really small glasses, that's probably not going to work? Well, you know, the progressives, uh, for example, for our Zoomers, right, that are yeah. having to look at different distances. So if you're driving as well as on the computer and, for example, reading, that type of progressive lens is, is you're trying to fit in a lot of stuff into a lens. Now, uh, of course, the more real estate you have in that frame or that lens, simply put, the better because you have more to allocate to each one of or, or any one of those things. If you're looking at something like a single vision, uh, so just, for example, dedicated for distance vision, for example, or dedicated just simply for 
computer, uh, then you can get away with something a bit smaller if you wanted to, because simply put, then you're not necessarily having to have a tug of war between what the type of lens is going to do for you. Personally speaking, I wear glasses most of the time, um, and I like a big frame because I want to look, th- I want to feel like I'm looking through this big windshield. And the bigger the frame is, even though my prescription is actually pretty strong, I think there's a, a disconnect. Sometimes people just assume because my prescription is very strong, uh, I can only get smaller frames. And that used to be the case, but with technology advancing the way it is, you can actually get a nice big frame uh, fit in a really high prescription lens. Because they're lighter than they used to be. Exactly, right? And so, you know, for myself um, growing up, that would always be a limitation, as is for, I'm sure, many of our Zoomers, uh, that you have to get a certain size frame and nowadays you don't really have to limit yourself as much as you did before which is really nice and actually big frames are in style now that's there you go there you go right and so what i look for besides the style is where am i getting this from is this from a reputable you know person is it from your optometrist is it from your optician your ophthalmologist those are you know one thing that you want to be able to make sure you have the quality and the and uh, for example a warranty that's going to be able to help out there when you're when you're going through the process of choosing your eyewear i know for us for example we're going to we're going to say hey what is your prescription like we're going to analyze that and by utilizing a combination of what your prescription is along with what 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 your lifestyle is like those are the two major things uh, on a technical standpoint you want to look at because you know you may think something looks amazing on you, but if it doesn't fit the bill for what your lifestyle is going to be, you just simply are potentially going to limit yourself later on. Um, so what we really like to do is look at a combination of lifestyle as well as a prescription and then turn that into something that, uh, you know, is, is unfortunately the, the rest of our listeners can't see Libby right now. She's got a fashionable frame on too, right? So turn that into something that's going to function for what you need it to do on a day-to-day basis. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's, it's very interesting. Uh, you mentioned multiple pairs of glasses. You know, I know people who have special, say, sunglasses or uh, gl- glasses, even goggles that they wear for sports. And that's it, right? So now for dividing it further. So what's fashion and then what's going to be a combination of fashion and function, right? So, you know, for example, if we're talking about certain sports, um, golfing, for example, uh, or let's say even tennis or where you're trying to limit how much light is coming in that's going to affect what the type of activity you're doing, um, that might really be helping out as well. Uh, the other thing would be is I have a lot of patients, uh, for example, the wind is one of those bothersome things for them. So having something with a wrap that's going to hug their face nice and tight, that's going to limit how much air is coming through. So for example, our cycle uh, or runners that are out there that are, again, having that wind um, that could cause them to have a lot of discomfort or dry eyes. It's nice to not only have uh, something that's going to help them see, but also have them help them uh, be protective against their eyes becoming either dry or, of course, dust getting in there too. Okay, Ritesh, let's give out the numbers because I'm sure there are people who have questions about their eyewear. It's 416-360-0740 or toll-free 1-866-740-4740. And Ritesh, when it comes to making sure that the glasses fit properly... Is that that? I mean, your optometrist is really an important part of that, isn't he you know, or she? Absolutely. So you know, a lot of us are always conscious about. Oh, my ear is higher. The one side of my nose is like this. My eyebrows like that. So you know, the reality would be is those type of uh, adjustments we want to be able to make so that at the end of the day, they make glasses a certain way so we can adjust different portions of them. Whether it's the fronts, whether it's the, st- the temples that go around your ears, whether it's what fits on your nose in terms of nose pieces. So at the end of the day, when you're actually putting them on. 
uh, it's going to look nice and symmetrical and neutral. So your optometrists or your opticians uh, will be there to be able to make sure they get adjusted. The other thing is, again, for our zoomers specifically, is when you're wearing a progressive or a bifocal type of lens, if something's sitting one millimeter off, your your vision will be thrown off as well. So what we want to be able to do is make sure that not only are we making the adjustments in terms of a cosmetic standpoint, uh, but also in terms of being able to allow you to function in terms of being able to see as clearly as you can. Because if it's off by a millimeter, guess what? Something's going to look either closer or further away than it actually is. And then, of course, that'll throw off what it looks like on your face too. Well, that's really what I was thinking about because that's really important. And uh, those adjustments, now, are they made by hand? Are they made by machine? How are they done? So those are by hand. Right. And, and so a lot of the not only are the pieces made by hand, right, like when you're when you're talking about the type of eyewear we're talking about, um, they're all made by hand uh, in most cases. And on top of that, when we're making the adjustments, that's going to be done by hand. Um, and that's why when you're in person, uh, when you're getting the glasses, either purchasing them or, you know, of course, picking them up and getting them adjusted for you, being done by hand, you can't simply put do that by machine. Nothing will allow it to uh, simply be like that. It's almost like tailoring a suit by machine doesn't work you just want to be able to make sure that it's in um sitting the right way and of course that's uh, you know about 10 different adjustments we can make to allow for that mm-hmm. and uh do they change once you start wearing them do they stretch a bit or anything like that yeah good question so think of it like a pair of shoes right at a, at a, you know things are going to stretch in a certain way the good thing about you know eyewear is that we can because of the materials most of them are made out of we can then put them back so you know sometimes I'll, I'll get this one every day i fell asleep on my glasses now they're you know they're of course off kilter so you know when you're when you, if that were to, uh, to be the case you know of course come back in and we can get them readjusted if need be so whether you know you sleep on them whether you sat on them you know of course i have kids they grab them they kind of adjust <laughs> them so they, you know kids do what they kids do things like that will uh, will of course be able hopefully in most cases get readjusted uh, i also have a question you know there's a there's a big divergence in the price of frames uh you know some of them are a lot more expensive than others so what are you paying for if you go for the really expensive ones yeah in most cases you're simply put paying for a combination of uh, materials, quality, and then your warranty. So, you know, at, you know, for example, materials. There's a, a huge variation in materials, and and that's the case. You know, when you're when you're let's say getting a, a bag, and you'll see one type of leather versus another, right? Absolutely, like, yeah. you know, leather. We can say, hey, leather is leather. Why is one wallet three dollars and but why is another three hundred? You know, when it comes to a bag, you're paying for the designer's name as well, and that's gonna be part of it, right? So, uh, you know, talking about the material specifically, much, much of the materials uh, will vary where they come from. Most uh, eyewear is still made in Italy, actually. So when we're talking about the higher quality eyewear, looking for where it's made is going to be one a huge part of it. Uh, I mentioned this briefly earlier. Uh, Italian eyewear, in most cases, again, are made by hand, right? Someone's sitting there putting uh, putting these materials together, and that's that's a huge part of it. Um, specific materials that are called Mazzucchelli acetate, which is a certain type of plastic, are only sourced in certain countries. So those type of things, materials-wise, you're going to pay for. Secondly, of course, is the the in in a similar fashion is going to be the materials of like things such as hinges. So those are things that typically, you know, if you're taking your glasses on and off more, more or less uh, throughout the entire day, those are things that can very much give. So you don't want to spend X amount of dollars on a frame and a lens and then only to find out it's going to break, right? So most of these manufacturers and this done through your optometrist will have a warranty. So if that were to happen for a certain amount of time, we're able to either replace it or make sure that a certain type of backend uh, ability to be able to fix it. Uh, lastly, of course, you're going to pay for a designer's name. You can't 
ignore that aspect of it, right? So the reality is certain designers um, will uh, have a certain price for things versus others. So why do you, for example, have, you know, a Chanel bag that costs more than, you know... Your house. <laughs> yeah, exactly, right? Um, and so similarly so, if you have Chanel eyewear, you know, it's going to cost... Uh, Hopefully not more than your house, but in a similar way, <laughs> right? Uh, but the reality is, like the uh, the designers have a certain you know quality they try and maintain, uh, and that goes throughout their brand. Like if you spent you know that much on a bag of that that certain collection, you're not going to spend you know. Uh, they're not going to have any piece of that collection that's going to be less inexpensive, let's put it that way. So you're going to have a, a few things there. Uh, for us, for example, we, we put a lot of emphasis on the warranty, uh, just ensuring that you're able to make sure if something doesn't feel or see right, you're able to bring it back, talk to somebody in person, and just make sure that we that you ultimately make it right. Okay, we're going to have to take a quick break. I'm going to give the numbers again, 416-360-0740 or 1-866-744-740. And we will be back with more on the best way to choose your glasses. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from 11 to 1. Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Here is Libby Snymer. Okay, welcome back. We're talking about everything you need to know about your glasses and uh, what you need to keep in mind when you're choosing them. It's something that you wear every day, something that a lot of people wear all day long. The numbers 416-360-0740 or toll-free 1-866-740-4740. I'm here with Dr. Ritesh Patel, and we're going to go to Earl in Oakville. Hi, Earl. Hi, um, Libby. <laughs> How are you? I'm fine, thank you. How about you? I'm fine. Oh, that's good. Uh, I'd just like to know why eyeglasses are so expensive for some reason. Is it because of designer glasses, or what's going on? Yeah, interesting question. And that was, I mean, that's a, a definitely, again, we, as we just mentioned. So it's interesting when we actually divide glasses into two different things. We're going to talk mm-hmm. about the frame and we're going to talk about the lenses, right? Yeah. Um, lenses are customized, which mm-hmm. means, you know, there are no two lenses are exactly the same. Even if you, for example, have the exact same prescription mm-hmm. as the person next to you, it's the measurements of those glasses, uh, or sorry, those lenses, how big they need to be, how are they measured towards your, your actual yeah. face itself, right? Yeah. So being as customized as, as much as they are, the lenses are going to be a, a, obviously a certain portion of that uh, of that price point. Yeah. Um, you know, there's also a variation with again, if you have the same prescription, there's regular lenses and then there's HD lenses as well. Right. Yeah, I'm I'm nearsighted and I use them for driving, but I have I have diabetes, so I have to have my eyes checked every year and. I mean, uh, it's possible that I might have to get glasses every every year. Yeah, you know especially I mean? with diabetes. You're, you're... 350 to 400 a pair for crying out loud. Yeah, so, you know, when for, you... For... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was just so... saying, my, I was, my husband got some glasses. They were $1,200. Holy yeah. smoke. Yeah. He, he hasn't he... lost them, though. Yeah, that, that's, that's the thing. That's the good news. She was just telling me how he, he kept losing his glasses when he actually invested in something that would be the higher quality. And it's like, oh, you surprised how much you keep it, right? <laughs> so part of it is the lenses, uh, to answer your question there. And then obviously the frame is a variable thing, right? Yeah. Uh, when you're dividing the, the the frame into, let's say, something that's going to be designer versus not, yeah. uh, then you're looking at uh, subdividing into quality versus something yeah. that's a little bit different. So the Great. materials um, is one of those things that really uh, try.
try to explain, for example, not only in conversations like this, but over, even with my patients, is like, you know, what were you looking for? Are you looking for something that's going to last you likely a lifetime because the quality of that, that piece is going to allow for that mm-hmm. or something that's going to vary? So someone like yourself, let's say you're changing your glasses every year, um, you know, depending on the type of quality you're looking for with the frame, you can keep the frame. And I tell this to patients all the time. So Get I a good keep frame. The frame and just have the lenses put in it. Exactly. Oh, right? that's a good idea. Yeah, look at that. We got some, we, yeah, we, we now, learned something. I have a question. Uh, because when you when you're buying the glasses, you also get options beyond your prescription on the lenses. Like, do they, you want a certain coating? Some of them are more expensive than others, uh, and it's it's a little confusing. Can you talk a bit about that? Sure. So when when we're talking about like what type of uh, lens, again, this goes back to almost what we just mentioned in the sense that you know just because you have the prescription, how do you turn that into something something you're going to see through, right? Uh, and it's really funny because when I talk to this about patients, it's like uh, you know we will go to a store and look at every single HD TV. And then you're, yet you have nothing to be able to see through because the lenses you have are not the quality you're looking for, right? So you will we'll obviously spend on one end and forget on the other. So things such as coatings on lenses will make a difference. There's an anti-glare coating, and different anti-glare coatings will be higher quality versus others. Um, you know, when you touch your glasses, do they get smeared? So there's lenses that have anti-oil on them, right? So that'll ensure that if you are taking your glasses on and off, and you happen to, for example, have makeup on them, they're going to just easily clean off or just basically prevent that altogether. Together. Uh, you have scratch resistance, and that's the difference between something that's going to last you a little bit longer versus not. So when you're looking at the different types of coatings um, and what you're looking to invest in, uh, those are things to be able to, to of course, uh, discuss with your optometrist as well. Lastly, and we've had a previous show on this where we've had something called blue UV coating, which is really geared towards blocking the UV light out from things such as your iPad and your computer and your phone. Um, those are things that are going to, again, at, it's an investment, so yes, you're you're going to help prevent things such as tired eyes at the end of the day, but that comes obviously at a cost too, right? So, how much would something like that add to a lens? Oh, you're looking at between thirty and fifty bucks, obviously depending on a few different factors. So it's you know again when you're looking at a combination of these things, it can add up. But again, you're looking at seeing like if I'm going to be able to see for the next two to three years of my life, hopefully then uh, you want to know that uh, a year later your lenses are not scratched and you're you you're, you're obviously have to reinvest all over again. Right, so when you're looking at all those different coatings, I definitely suggest to ask questions to your optometrist, your optician. Right, just ask them like, hey, okay, what's the difference between this and this, and they'll be able to direct you to it. Uh, for me personally, I suggest HD lenses. You know, there's regular lenses and HD ones. And, and I, what's what's the difference? You know, in a very lay term, it's the difference between regular TV and HD. It's not that regular TV was not functional for us, but when you compare it beside like a Blu-ray. I'm pretty sure I want to be looking at the Blu-ray more times than I would be looking at the regular and TV. And that's available for every kind of prescription? In in 99% of cases, yeah. You can turn most lenses into HD. So this way, now you're looking through this lens that's going to turn colors more vivid. You're going to turn contrast that much better. You're going to turn the quality of what you're looking through uh, you know, that much more significantly improved. So you know, when you take a look at all these things and when you're wearing glasses like myself all day, I'm more times than not willing to make that uh, make that investment versus something that let's say I wear a pair of shoes once a week, and uh, you know they cost the same. You know it's funny like that. So that's that's interesting. And can they do HD lenses, for instance, in just in readers? Absolutely. Right. I mean, absolutely. So, you know, read the idea of quote unquote readers is simply put, they're helping you read. So independent of what the prescription is in there, you know, the prescription could be the same for distance or near or mid range for that matter. And really, it's going to boil down to the quality of that lens.
Mm-hmm. Um, here's a, a, a different question. You know, um, what is is it a good idea to get you know custom readers instead of you know picking them up at the pharmacy? Well, you know, my you, you know, I think you know the answer to that my what the, my answer is going to be to that one. So, you know, most people's eyes, I'd say eighty-five to ninety percent plus, are going to have a slight difference between the two eyes at the very least. Uh, so, readers are generally made with the same exact prescription in both eyes, and the reality is most of us don't exist like that. Uh, if your eyes are uh, focusing on one point, if one eye is focusing on one point, the other eye is focusing on the other, that's going to make your eyes pretty tired. It's almost like trying to run on one leg. And doing that for six, seven, or eight hours, which most of, most of us spend on the computer, can be pretty tough. So at the very least, you know, when you get your exam, have that conversation with your optometrist. Absolutely, sometimes it makes sense. Honestly, other times it doesn't. So it really is a case-by-case and, and again, you know, since you brought up that so many of us are spending our entire day looking at, at screens, so uh, there's a coding that you can get that will help you deal with the screen. And also, um, is HD a good thing to have when reading screens? So, you know, we don't realize this, and we're just realizing this now, obviously, with the, you know, the, as much technology as we're using, in the sense that when you're not seeing well, you're not blinking. Right, so you're staring extra long to, uh, to, for example, at the computer because your your brain is trying to interpret what it's seeing and it's filling in some gaps. So what's happening? We've seen this over the last few years. Is instead of blinking about ten to twelve thousand times a day, we're blinking nearly half that. That's causing a lot of cascade issues, such as dry eyes. It's causing your eyes to feel tired at the end of the day. So whether it's, of course, HD lenses, as you mentioned, or the right type of coating, uh, blue UV or even anti-glare, all those things are going to get you hopefully back into what your natural um, blinking pattern, for example, is going to be, and in turn make the difference between your, uh, you know, 9 to 5 and 5 o'clock your, or 3 o'clock your eyes are exhausted and you just want to go home and sleep versus actually being able to function for the rest of the day or evening. That's interesting. I thought, you know, the dry eyes, I thought that's... It's just an age thing. It doesn't have to be. And, you know, we, we do that on a day-to-day to ourselves. We justify it. Hey, I'm getting older. You know, my eyes feel a certain way. I can't see a certain way. But in, in most cases, it's not that. It's what you're looking through. And if you're looking through a dirty windshield, don't expect to be able to see everything uh, at 100% as you're, as you're, you know, we're expecting, right? So whether it's a good pair of lenses to allow for that, HD or not, um, the prescription being right, obviously, as a, as a primary, and then the right type of coatings just to make sure that you don't get oil that's kind of preventing you from seeing as well. Okay. Sounds like very good advice. Dr. Ritesh Patel, thanks so much for joining us. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from 11 to 1. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to 1. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to 1. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to 1. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.